hello, Life Church. Uh, my name is Ben Woodman, and it's so good to be with you. I just love Pastor Mike and Ev, and for many years we've been connected, and uh, they've always been such an encouragement and support to me and my wife and my ministry, and so I'm really thankful to be able to join you today. And we also know Matt and Tanya, and I'm just so thankful for their leadership. And so, so good to be with you tomorrow, and I hope that we find uh, encouragement in the Word of God together. Today I want us to look at a passage of scripture which is pretty well known and it's found in Jeremiah 29, 11, or Jeremiah 29, and you know, verse 11, which is the well-known part, is a part of that. If you haven't heard of Jeremiah 29, 11, or you maybe think you might have heard of it, let, this, let me read it to you and, uh, and it'll, let's see if it sticks out in your mind. Jeremiah 29, here we go, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This is like one of the, the best passages of, script, passages of scripture and it's really encouraging on its own. But what I want us to do today is actually, I think we can find even more encouragement and some conviction and challenge for ourselves by taking kind of a bigger, uh, grander, bigger picture look at where God is speaking this to or who God is speaking this to and that what's going on in the story that God spoke this through Jeremiah too. So, <clears throat> I want to jump in and just give you a little bit of a backdrop. Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah is a prophet. He's a leader for the people of, of Israel, uh, the people in Jerusalem, and he's a prophetic voice speaking God's word and God's message to the people. Now, at the time, the empire of Babylon with the emperor Nebuchadnezzar had taken over uh, Jerusalem and had taken people from Jerusalem captive back to Babylon. And so there's people were taken prisoners from Israel to Babylon and at the hands of King Nebuchadnezzar and his armies. And Jeremiah is speaking a word into this really tense situation where the people find themselves in a situation they don't want to be in. And the theme of today's, of today's message, I think for us, is what do we do when we find ourselves in a situation we don't want to be in? How, did, how would God have us respond when we find ourselves in a situation we don't want to be in? And so, I want to look at Jeremiah 29. The only other thing I want to tell you before I read some of a, a, a chunk of what Jeremiah wrote to the people uh, in Babylon is, is what was happening is there's two things happening. The voices from Babylon were saying, hey, not only are we going to take you captive, but then we're actually, we're, we're not going to just make you slaves. We're going to invite you to become a part of this society, become a part of our culture. But, you know, it's like, hey, become like us. So leave your religion, leave your faith, leave uh, some of your important traditions behind. If you join our traditions and our, you know, society and culture, then you can have the best of what our culture has to offer. Come and assimilate, become like us, leave that stuff behind, and you get all the best of what Babylon has to offer, which I can imagine would be a lot of good things. And at the same time, there's other voices. Some, some of the faith leaders, the Jewish leaders, uh, the prophets and priests are saying, don't assimilate. Don't become like them. There's a, the, let's protect our people group, our faith, and not just to the point of like holding on to it and, and, and also going along with, it's like hold on to it and don't let anyone else in and don't let any of our people out. Hold on to it super tight, survive this time, and let's get back to Jerusalem as soon as we can. There was even prophetic voices at the time, uh, one of them you can find in Jeremiah ch chapter 28, saying it'll just be two years, it'll just be two years. And, but what we'll see in Jeremiah's prophecy is that God was saying, no, it's going to be longer than two years. So let's jump in. There's these two voices happening. Babylon saying, leave that behind. Come join us. Some of the faith leaders are saying, hey, don't, you know, 
just hold on and wait. Don't like settle down, you know, just wait it out. I even think of it, the words that come to mind are like hate and wait, just wait and hate and just kind of smile and nod. And then as soon as we can, we're out of here. So let's look at the, what Jeremiah uh, says in this situation. <clears throat> okay, this is the text of the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Verse four, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says to those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. So you can see it's, he's talking about a longer time. This is generational. And then verse five, it says, also seek the peace and prosperity to the city to which I've called you, carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams they encourage, you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I've banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Father. What I want to highlight for us today is this radical in verse five, six, and seven part where Jeremiah says, uh, the voice of God is speaking through him. And he, and he says, build houses, settle down, plant gardens, marry, have sons and daughters, give your sons and daughters in marriage that they too may have sons and daughters. Uh, and it says, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And that word prosper is the word shalom, which we often translate peace. And it has to do with this idea of peace and prosperity. It says, pray to the Lord for it because if it experiences shalom, this peace and wholeness and prosperity, you too will experience this. Now this is radical, that God is speaking this. Remember, there's two voices saying, come join us, leave that behind, and you get the best of what we have. There's another voice saying, stay separate, stay separate, don't go anywhere near it, we'll get out of here as fast as we can. And then God in the middle of it speaks into the situation through Jeremiah and he says, I want you to seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I carried you into exile. You're in a situation you don't want to be in, but I want you to be a blessing. I want you to pray to the Lord for it. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city. This is radical. Do you know what this reminded me of right when I, I started thinking about it, how radical it was? Is Jesus, the words of Jesus. He says, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. It's this, it's this whole other way. It's not just, oh, become like them. It's not just stay super separate and stay on your own. It's a whole other way of saying, I want you to love and give and serve and seek the peace and prosperity of your enemies, of the place you don't want to be. Now, this is an important word for us. And the, this word, uh, I think, is really important. As I started uh, prayerfully thinking about the situation we find ourselves in, more than a year into the global pandemic, I started thinking about how uh, 
this, you know, Jeremiah 29 started coming to mind for me. I started thinking, I think this is a word for us. These people found themselves in a place they didn't want to be in, in a situation they didn't want to be in, with uh, probably people in charge who they disagreed with. And I know some people, or many people, disagree with some of the people in charge, right? And it's, and the, what's happening in this time is, is I think the Lord is giving us the same message, the same prophetic word as he gave to the people of Jerusalem in Jeremiah's day. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I carried you. The place where you're at, I want you to be, in the words of Jesus, a city on a hill. You are the light of the world. Be a city on a hill. And it can't be hidden if it's on a hill. He says, hey, what does it say in Matthew 5? Jesus is saying, you're the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden. Let me read this out. Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16. You're the light of the world. A town built on a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And I don't think those good deeds are limited to just our behavior, that we don't do certain things or say certain things. The good deeds that this is talking about is the kind of deeds that serve a community that lift people up, that, that bring peace and prosperity to a community. It's not just about morality. It's larger than just morality. It's about serving. I think uh, I, was, I came across when I was uh, preparing for this message and um, as this message started to kind of bubble up, it was you know, a couple months ago when we approached that one year mark of the pandemic. I came across a message that, that Timothy Keller spoke in New York City way back in 2003 about Jeremiah 29. And he referenced... Uh, the work of St. Augustine that was is really helpful picture. And St. Augustine, he, when he looked at the stories of the scripture and he looked at it as a, a complete story, he said, hey, it could be described as this, a, the tale of two cities, the city of the earthly city, the city of man, and the heavenly city, the city of God. There's the, the story of scripture, the story of human history could be described as the tale of two cities, the earthly city, the city of man, and the heavenly city, the city of God. And I think this is helpful for us to think in, in terms of city because uh, the city is a place where people go to make a name for themselves. They go to, uh, uh, you know, um, get ahead. And the city often is a place of where some of the negative things are. There's a lot of pride. There's uh, oppression. And there's a lot of exhaustion in the cities, right? There's exploitation in the cities. Uh, and then on the other hand, uh, in the city of, uh, you know, when we think of the city of God, uh, it's, instead of pride, there's, there's peace, there's humility, there's a humble confidence. Instead of exhaustion, there's, uh, you know, we think of the words of Jesus who says, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You know, if you're weary and tired, come, come follow me. Take my yoke upon you. And, and, and the kingdom of God is a kingdom of rest, right? And then there, there's this kind of, instead of oppression, it's like, oh, in the kingdom of God, in the earthly city, it's oppression. In the kingdom of God, we help others up. In every and any way possible, we help build others up. In, this, in the kingdom of God, we don't have to go to make a name for ourselves because we already have a name. We're the beloved. We're sons and daughters of the living God. And, and when the city, when we, don't, when we come to the city, it's not just so that I can get, get. It's so that I can give, right? So this, this tale of two cities, right, that we see in the scripture and we live it today. Jesus said, you are a city on the hill. You're, you're the light of the world. 
Every, you know, every believer, every follower of Jesus, uh, you know, we make up the family of God and we're like a city within every city in the world. And I would guess that there's Christians in probably almost every single city in the world. For sure in, in Canada, there's Christians and there's people who love Jesus in every city across the country. And we're a city within a city. And the idea here is not to be like the Jewish, uh, you know, leaders from Jerusalem, the faith leaders who are saying, stay separate, stay on your own. Don't, don't become, you know, don't settle down. Don't seek the peace and prosperity of the city. You know, just wait it out and then we're out of here. And it's not the, you know, the, the voice of the Babylonian empire saying, hey, just be like us. Just, just come be like us. And we're tempted, right? We're tempted for both to do both of those things. Right? But God comes in and says, No, I want you to be uh, love. I want you to be salt. I want you to be light. I want you to serve the city. I want you to seek the peace and prosperity of the city. Settle down. If you find yourself in a situation you don't want to be in, I want you to serve the people around you. This is a really challenging and convicting word, but it's also really encouraging because I believe God is speaking into our situation today. If we find ourselves in a situation that we don't want to be in, How do we respond? And God says through Jeremiah, he says, seek the peace and prosperity of the city. But Lord, what if we disagree with them? What if we disagree with the the leaders and the government and, 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 and some of the different, and the lifestyles of the people around us? Think about where these people were. Think about where they were. They were in Babylon. This empire that had all of the stuff, the same stuff we would have today. Leaders that you would disagree with. Lifestyles and choices and, you know, uh, just... Yeah, you know, the word came to mind, uh, debauchery, that, you know, that just all kinds of, of oppression and darkness and like, uh, in, like just like waste. And it's like the same situation we find ourselves in today. And what does he say? He says, hey, I want you to love the city. I want you to serve the city. I want you to be people of light. Jesus says, no one has greater love than this. And they lay down their life for their friends. And he modeled it for us. Now, as I say that, what comes to mind mostly for me is this feels big. This feels heavy. It feels big mentally and emotionally to, to shift and allow that to convict me, to stop just being critical. Now, I love the message on honor last week from Pastor Mike. He's talking about, hey, we even need to honor those in authority, even when we disagree with them. It's convicting. It's challenging for us. So how do we do it? Well, by God's help, we can do it. We can do it by his grace, by his help. We don't, we live, the, the earthly city is a place of where it's like all about human achievement and all based on human effort, you get ahead. In the kingdom of God, in the city of God, it's based on what Jesus has done. He pours out his spirit, he gives grace, he forgives, he's merciful, he lifts us up when we fall down. And it's not just based on our own human effort, it's based on what he can do in and through us and what he's done on the cross on the res- with his resurrection and pouring out his spirit. And so today, as we come to the end, I want us to pray together. And I want uh, us just to come to God and ask him again to, I want to receive that conviction, but I want to ask him again to fill our hearts, strengthen us, give us specific ideas even of how he wants us to serve, how he wants us to be light. Just as, as we close, uh, a few ideas come to mind. One is that it could be, uh, some of you have vocation. Like your whole job is devoted to serving people. But many of us don't. We have jobs that are, are, we like serving people, but that's not our main work. But no matter if it's one or the other, we want to be people who are thinking about how do we elevate the people, the community that God has put us in, whether they, they love and follow Jesus or not. 
We want to serve and honor. We want to pray for them. We want to uh, have conversations about faith with them. We want to serve them and help even in business terms. We want to help them elevate their life, help them uh, you know, out of the challenges that they're struggling with, all the people in our communities. And so God will bring to mind things that you and I can do, and they're going to be different. But we want to be people who serve. Uh, as this global pandemic, uh, God willing, comes to an end, we want to continue to pray that it comes to an end. But there's so many needs around us. And let's be people who serve each other as the body of Christ, but also serve beyond, uh, beyond just the church. We serve the community. We're a city within the city who shows light and love. And just like God's word to Jeremiah, uh, to the pe- through Jeremiah, to his people, that we would be people who seek the shalom, the wholeness, the prosperity of the city, And then later down in the scripture comes this beautiful passage. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to prosper you, that's shalom. Plans to give you wholeness and peace and prosperity. Not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So God is speaking that word of I have good plans in mind for you to the people who find themselves in a situation they don't want to be in. They're... Uh, you know, their rescue, their deliverance, their, you know, situation change, their circumstance change is not coming quickly, but it is coming. He has good plans for them. And I believe he would speak the same to us, even if we find ourselves in a situation we don't want to be in. Not just like in a global sense, in a national sense, but also in a personal sense. And things we're going through, we always, or we often find ourselves in situations we don't want to be in. And by God's grace, we can serve, we can do what we can to, get, to change the situation, and by God's grace, we know that he has good plans for us in the future. Let's pray, church, and open our hearts to him for conviction, and open our hearts to him to speak to us and lead us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful you've given us your spirit. As we move to a time of prayer, I ask God that you would you would uh, convict our hearts. We give you the weight of it. We say we can't carry this on our own, but with your strength, Father, we can obey, we can serve, we can love. We can love with the love that you give. We can serve with the strength that you give. So strengthen our hearts, strengthen us. Spirit, today we are open to you speaking to us and giving us wisdom and creative ideas and a bit of clarity or a creative idea on who and how to serve, how to serve our community, how to serve the people around us. Father, we ask for your help in this and we're so grateful that you love answering prayers like this. You love strengthening us to be the people of God, the city of God, to live in the kingdom of God, here on earth as it is in heaven. We pray in Jesus' name for your glory. Amen. Amen. Well, I love you, and thank you so much for being with me today. And I hope that does that is encouraging for you and challenging as we uh, continue to just face the end, uh, God willing, the end of this global pandemic, and but beyond as we find ourselves in situations we don't want to be in, that we would be people who love and serve and find ways to seek the peace and prosperity of the community of people around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, church.